Wednesday, December 13, 2023. My name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. For me, it's always about the gospel of Jesus Christ, his death, his burial, his resurrection. Believe the gospel. Amen. Uh, I want to talk today about corporate racism. Yesterday, James O'Keefe did an expose on IBM hiring practices. Scott Adams of Dilbert fame has said that this is nothing new that this is normal in corporate America, whereby the corporation and the governing board want to have a certain culture, a certain environment. And then they have certain hiring practices that may or may not discriminate on stuff. In fact, Scott Adams has really created the Dilbert comics and then he was canceled for it because he started talking about black people. But the, the lampooning, the insult, is this corporate America setting. And so I would like to, by God's grace, do an explain sketch on corporate racism, discriminatory practices in the in the in, in hiring, discriminatory hiring practices. So Lord willing, we'll do that. We want to start off with um, attention getters, things in the media, just a just a, a recurrence of here are the things that are going on in the headlines that will get your attention, and you know. I, I don't know if it's effective, but I want people to be able to understand that everything that is coming through their eyes and through their ears for the key terrain of their brain, for the prize of the soul, is competing for your attention. I'm a Bible believer. I'm a Christian. I, you know, I want people to come to Jesus and believe the gospel. I think it is a battlefield of information and attention. And I think that controlling and dominating what you give your attention to is one of the greatest disciplines that you can develop. And so with that, we'll start with Proverbs chapter 13, verse two through three. A man shall eat good fruit by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth his mouth is it openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. The Bible talks about every idle word shall be judged. The standard that you used will be used against you. But here, God's wisdom is speaking about you know you're going to eat what you're going to eat good by the fruit of your mouth. The words that you say, Jesus says, reflects your heart. Matthew twelve thirty four. From the wellspring of the heart, the mouth speaks. And you understand that the Bible will say you'll eat good of the fruit of your mouth, but opposite, the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. So your soul, what you want, who who you belong to, you're going to eat that violence. Bad things are going to happen to you if your soul is not of the Lord, if you don't keep your mouth. If you run your mouth and just fire off shots all over the place, there's going to be stuff that comes back at you. So keep your mouth. Make sure you you know what you're saying. I want to, if I can, uh, direct our attention. Uh, you can go to the patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. That is the best way uh, to support what I do here. I, I push that every day. I encourage people to do that. Take the shopping you're already doing and switch it over to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. That link is in the description. I'd like to direct your attention also to what I'm calling the kill shot notice. 
This is what my mentor in the law has pushed and his group is doing. Uh, the, the link is in the description. It's a jot form. You sign it. It goes all over the place. Effectively, what it's doing is this is what we're telling the Supreme Court to start telling the truth about bar attorneys, about unlawful proceedings, and about the fact that you can't have any of your stuff taken from you without a court of record that moves by the common law. So please sign that, share that far and wide, uh, and then actually give it to your legislators. Give it to your state reps, give it to your state senators, give it to your county commissioners, your sheriffs, and everybody. We want everybody to know because the remedy is in the broad diffusion of knowledge. The more people who know government has been bad and stuff has been taken from us, the better things will be because the truth will be proclaimed. Okay? Amen. The first thing I want to do is talk about attention getters. To start off with, I want to play this video that I saw that is probably meant to be endearing. And it is. It's a bunch of chickens eating food in the shape of a heart. But I'd like you to look at this from the perspective that the farmer or the, the one with the food knew he was going to feed the chickens and designed it to where as he fed them, they would do what he wanted them to do, which was take the shape of a heart. Watch this. Almost went with uh, almost went without doing the microphone again. We don't want to do that. Um, the farmer wanted to take a video of chickens in the shape of a heart, which is I like chickens. It's it's a uh, it's endearing. Um, so you know that's naturally why I gravitated towards it. Um, notice that the intent of the farmer knew that the chickens would go where the food was. So he drew himself a design and then put the food on the ground knowing the chickens would come follow him and take the shape. But he also knew to put the camera there because the camera would record the experience. So you have the purpose and the design of the guy feeding them. You have the thing that drew the chicken's attention and would marshal their obedience, which was the food. And then by him being diligent to put it according to the plan that he had pre-positioned, he could also pre-position the camera to record the whole thing. I want to now use this in a cynical perspective to say that the stuff that's being presented to you is being presented to you on purpose. Fight for your attention. In fact, there is this Everything Magazine. Magazines for every interest. Magazines for every interest is just Taylor Swift person of the year, superstar, stare, you know, style magazine, fan pack, time magazine, all this stuff. Just all Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift, Taylor Swift. I'm not normally, and I don't normally watch NFL games. I think uh, the Chiefs were playing on Monday Night Football. They were either playing on Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football. Sunday Night Football. And they were playing the, um, was it the Packers? I don't really care. I don't, I'm not really following NFL. But I, I, I turn to it, and no sooner than 30 seconds into the shot, they show Taylor Swift. 
So Taylor Swift is on magazine stands all over. She's on her big tour where she's made, you know a billionaire. She's a wild success. She also had the rights to her songs bought by George Soros, and now she is the girlfriend person to uh, the vaccine salesman Travis Kelsey, who's the star tight end of the Kansas City Chiefs. I believe that the Kansas City Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl because Taylor Swift is the eyeball magnet and either the NFL needs Taylor Swift to boost their ratings, which may be the case, or something is going to go on with Taylor Swift whereby she is being imbued with societal importance such that the things that she says, voting for Democrats, um, will be what all of her Swifties go and do. So I believe, you know, what's this, December 13, I believe the Chiefs will be in the Super Bowl because Travis Kelsey is dating Taylor Swift. Me not following football, not no. I know the I know the Chiefs have been there, done that. I know they're the defending Super Bowl champion, but I believe my analysis is I think that they'll be in the Super Bowl because of Taylor Swift. Just just gonna put that out there. This is just to reinforce that what we see is to get our attention to control our thinking. And this is not a commentary that all news is bad. I, I, I'm, I'm good for you to be informed on things. I mean, I would not have my job that you can support me with at HumbleWB.coffee or PatriotSwitch.com slash Jaren. Links in the description below. Thank you very much to those who support me. I would not be able to do what I do without people watching what I do and supporting me from those perspectives. So I'm self-serving and I like people consuming information. Let's just get that bias out of the way. But I want people to be discerning in their information consumption uh, and where they use their dollars. But that most people generally don't have that awareness. It's been trained into us to have cheap, available goods made for us. This is why mass migration happens, open borders, uh, you know, ex exfiltration of American industry. This is where public schools teach and, and push people to college educations instead of working with the trades. There's all sorts of stuff goes on to this. But there's also politics. There's also the political side, whereby our bad government that's acting lawlessly is commented on from an entertainment perspective. And the entertaining commentary on politics doesn't really get at the fundamental law, Lord willing, as we'll see in this uh, the third segment today, where I do an explain sketch on the corporate hiring practices, right? Like that'll point to the fundamental law. But our entertainment creates teams, the right, the left, the Democrat, the Republican, the radical left is destroying America, which is my trope of, uh, you know, the radical left. But... Um, this tribal dynamic is entertainment. So when we come to things and you're now seeing them, this is Representative Comer who is on a committee who is saying that he wants to depose Hunter Biden because Hunter Biden is being indicted for tax fraud, tax scheme. My point is not that Hunter Biden's not a crook. I think he's a freaking criminal, horrible human being. He needs the gospel like everybody else. The, the, the reports that he spent more on hookers in one year um, than, than people make in, in, in several years worth of just working. Um, my point is to say that it is the tribal dynamics that's brought by the entertaining commentary on politics that most people will interpret news about their government through. 
People will see what team they're on and filter news about government through their team. And so whenever you see representatives talking about deposing Biden, Hunter Biden, for his tax fraud, there is this, let's get him because he's not on our team and he's a tax cheat. And then on the other side, there's the, he's the president's son, we got to defend him. I happen to believe that the people managing Biden are in the process, British, of throwing Biden under the bus and they're starting with Hunter Biden and they will say, well, we didn't know this, we got to wash our hands of this. Knowing good and well that the people that stole the 2020 election installed Biden uh, so that they could run him and manipulate him because all they have would do, all they have to do is promise him more money and he would sell his soul and his family's soul in order to do whatever they're being told. That's what I believe is happening. And so the people recognize that Joe Biden ain't going to get the vote. So they got to destroy him in the public image to then create the need for a savior, which will be Mike, I mean, Michelle Obama. And whenever Michelle Obama comes up, she'll run for president unless uh, Hillary Clinton wedges her way back into it. So you're going to have these two factions fight, uh, you know, who's going to be, uh, what's going on. I wouldn't surprise, I wouldn't be surprised if Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton, Obama's chef, so that that could be used against Obama when Obama's on the campaign trail. I, you know, this stuff's crazy. My whole point is that the the entertainment subtext of political commentary makes it to where what we're told about our government is not really the essence of the government lawlessness. It's more about the crests of the wave that keep your attention so you can talk about stuff without understanding the fundamentals. This is that video of Representative Comer saying he wants to depose Hunter Biden. The president's son, that we expect him to come in and uh, be deposed. This is a normal process in the investigation. This has been a serious, credible, transparent investigation from day one. We've published four bank memorandums. We've had countless press conferences. This is an investigation about public corruption at the highest level. We have accumulated mountains of evidence that's concerning to an overall majority of Americans. We have specific questions in there, and I think we're going to allow you in there to see the uh, piles and piles of documents, of bank statements, of emails, of text messages that we've worked very hard on in this committee over the last eight or nine months. Uh, we expect to depose the president's son, and then we will be more than happy to have a public hearing with him. Yeah, I, amen. Let's just say that Many people, and this this is my whole point, because whenever you hear this, I want Hunter Biden to go to jail for all sorts of stuff that I believe that he's done. If he's committed tax fraud and he's a tax cheat, go to that. You should pay all the taxes you're lawfully uh, obligated to pay. All of them. You pay all the taxes you're lawfully obligated to pay. That That is my official position. Pay all the taxes you're lawfully obligated to pay. So I like this video, but I'm wanting to draw a distinction between the entertainment motivation, the legs that this will have because it's Hunter Biden, and people completely miss the fact that legislators have the legislative power. They've got legislative remedy that is there that allows them to do investigations to compel the deposition of people. Legislators can write legislation on, on matters that they're granted powers to legislate on. If legislators can write 
legislation on taxes and all that stuff and people get caught up in it and are doing poorly, then legislators can have investigations to compel the attendance and the subpoena of witnesses, which means putting them under oath, to hold them accountable. Every one of them can do this. Now, where we go wrong is because we look at the party system, the party system has infiltrated the legislative body and has erected its own hierarchy whereby the people that hold the gavels are making the decisions. And so you're really at the whim of people like McCarthy or Jim Jordan or stuff like that. And that's a vulnerability for the political party system. But understand that the legislators can form committees and those committees can have powers and commissions in order to compel the attendance and people swearing under oath. This comes from the Mason's Manual of... I'll do this, I'll do this, I'll do this. This comes from the Mason's Manual of Legislative Procedure. The Mason's Manual of Legislative Procedure. Look how thick that is. Now, hold on, let me, let me find this because I didn't prep for it. Let me find this. I have... Oh, I'm knocking stuff. Oh, here it is. I have, I have in my hands, I don't want to show, but I have in my hands um, the annotated uh, procedural manual, house rules and procedural manual for one of the states, uh, of the 50 states, and one of their state reps. This is a normal state reps procedures that they are told that they can do. See how thick it is? This is the Mason's Manual of Legislative Procedure. So this, this, uh, this legislative body actually moves by this. So the Mason's Manual of Legislative Procedure is actually what moves the legislative body. This is the rules that the legislative body moves by. It doesn't have any effect on you as people because this is inside the government and this is the rules inside the government that make it work. So the legislative body of this state that I'm talking about moves by the Mason's Manual of Legislative Procedure. This is the actual manual that the average representative is given. It's green. Leaders have another color. So the leader's book is twice this size. This compared to the, Mason, to the Mason's Manual of Legislative Procedure. Look how much knowledge is being hidden from your own legislators. Your own legislatures don't know what they can do as legislators. So whenever they are able to do committees with subpoena power to do these things, they can also write letters of inquiry. They, they could do so many things in their power that they don't know that if they haven't been taught, they have no concept for. And so whenever we look at politics and we use our entertainment lens, we're actually blocking a lot of remedy because we don't read the old authors. I want to shift, if I can, to Zelensky talking and telling Americans, this is Zelensky on Brett Baer, talking to Americans how they should defend democracy. Go ahead. What do you say to critics who are saying that? I say such person from government or mayors think about the war think about how to defend our people don't travel through the world each day travel to the front line ask people ask soldiers what they need do this not build roads for today don't do it spend all your money to the weapon to the drones to the society 
to the pensions and etc. And don't cry because you are leaders and that's it. That's why, that's why we are and that's why we stay because mostly people, people are not crying. People stay and fight against Putin and we don't have any enemies in our country. We can't have and can't have time for this and we don't have it. We have only one enemy. This is Putin and that's it. But you'll stand from democracy going yes, forward? Yes, of course. And of course, because we are really defending democracy and we are really defending freedom. Mr. President, we appreciate your time. And we'll yeah, it's, I mean, you notice the leading questions and, and, and you're going to stand for democracy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course, democracy. Yeah, democracy, democracy. I want to talk about what that is just real fast. Where's my this? Where's my pen? Here we go. Here's pen. Military taught never use your finger when pointing. You always use a pen or some type of device. Uh, this is Zelensky. He's just coming over for more money. That's what he wants. Let's do a handy dandy. This is Black's Law, Fourth Dictionary. Here is a democracy. Democracy, that form of government in which the sovereign power resides in and is exercised by the whole body of free citizens as distinguished from a monarchy, aristocracy, and oligarchy, right? According to the theory of a pure democracy, every citizen should participate directly in the business of governing and the legislative assembly should comprise the whole people, right? So the, the legislative assembly should comprise the whole people. So it's the majority is the legislative assembly. Do you see that? The, the legislative assembly should comprise the whole people. Well, if the people are the sovereignty, the whole people making all the laws, this is where you get a mob rule. This is where you get the mob rule. Okay, so, that's the, so a democracy is where the legislative assembly should comprise the whole people. So in order to pass a law, you would need the majority. This is why a majority plus one in a democracy is damaging because the people could vote you out of your rights. Now, let's go to a republic. If we go to a republic, what does a republic say? A commonwealth. Ooh, so there's some common, there's some commonality amongst the people. So it's what people share in common, right? It's not everybody, it's what they share in common. That form of government in which the administration of affairs is open to all the citizens. In another sense, it signifies the state independently of its form of government. Do you see how independently of, an, of its form of government is different than the legislative assembly is the majority of, or is the whole people? So in this case, there's a difference, there's a separation, there's a distinction between the people and the government. Do you see that? In a republic, it's a commonwealth, that form of government in which the administration of affairs is open to all the citizens. So if you're a citizen in, a, in that government, you can administer the administration of its affairs are open to you. So you can directly have an impact as the citizen. But you also understand that in another sense, it signifies the state independently of its form of government. So the state is not the government, the government is not the state. They're not the same thing. But in a democracy, the people make up the governance, they make up the legislative assembly, they make up everything. So you have a mob rule in a republic, or in a democracy, but in a republic, it's not the same, right? Now a republican government. 
a, a government in Republican form, a government of the people, a government by representatives chosen by the people. So there's a layer, there's actually wisdom built into that form of government that prevents the majority rule. So when people say, well, we're a democracy, no, no, we're not. Your legislative assembly is not the whole people. The whole people don't get to vote on what the law is. We have a republic. It's Republican in form because the state is distinct from the government. Those two things are not the same. The state is the people. That's where the power is. The government is only created to serve the people, but they're distinct. That distinction does not exist in a democracy. I hope that makes sense. I hope that makes sense because there will be people who will say, well, uh, we do things by democratic means. Well, what do you mean that we do it by democratic means? Do you mean that people do stuff? Okay, amen. But when we look at the definition, a republic is actually sifting out the government from the people. They're separate. They're two different things. In a democracy, they're one. So in a democracy, because the people are the government, when the people are the government, that's how the government does stuff. And then the whims of the people determine what the government does. In a republic, because they're separate, the government is only going to do what it's told to do. And in America, we told the government what to do by the Constitution. So the government can't be told by the majority of the people whose whims are our passionate and emotive and all sorts of stuff. The whims of the people can't tell the government what to do if it doesn't move according to the law. Hope that makes sense. All right, now to kind of go a little bit more funnier, here is, here is someone who dubbed over uh, used artificial intelligence to voice dub Zelensky, giving an honest account of what he's actually looking for when he comes to America asking for money. Thank you, thank you. As I told General Austin, I have come here for a re-up of cash. I brought the coke, I brought the hookers, I brought the kickbacks. Now, where is my money? I need it to buy another yacht. I mean, uh, fund the war to fight against democracy. Delete the yacht part. I have dirt on all Washington politicians, and I will release unless I get my money. Do you want your sons and daughters sent to the war? My, uh, my brother just sent me, my brother just sent me a picture. So I've been doing the explain, this is off topic. My brother just sent me, literally as I just uh, was writing, uh, or as, as I was doing that video, he sent me this picture where he's doing the, um, He's doing the thing. He wrote this at his work. He drew the picture. He drew the picture that I draw at his work. Um, and he says, jaws dropped, minds were blown, resistance is futile. That's right. Amen. <laughs> that's, that's right. When people learn the law, the nation will change. It is so awesome. You know what? Let's just full throttle, speed, full speed ahead. Let's, let's do the next one. I had a couple other stuff I wanted to do. But that you know what? That, that motivates me. Let's get to the stuff. Let's get to the cool stuff. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Hey, there's ways to support what I do. One of the best ways to do it is the patriotswitch.com slash Jaren to switch your shopping. Another way to do it is to have delicious air roasted coffee delivered right to your door, door when you join the private membership association. Don't get weirded out. It's a private association that will get you the benefit of membership is coffee. 
So whenever you join, the coffee's delivered right to your door. It's delicious. It's air-roasted. It's not drum-roasted coffee like 99% of coffees. This coffee is humble whole bean coffee. It's got Bible verses on the side. Portions of proceeds goes to mailing Bibles around the nation because we want people to read the Bible. We want people to know Jesus. Amen. Now, I want to give a quick encouragement to men. Two types of men specifically. One, fathers. But two, men my age, maybe younger, who haven't been taught that they can fight, haven't been told or trained that they have permission to go to war and destroy. I was on the phone this morning with someone who is speaking about the fact that her son is 30, he's hurt from the army, and he's just you know playing video games and by himself. I wanna speak to someone like that, not from a position of insult. I wanna come alongside them. I want to empower them, because if I can, without giving the details, Mom, you know, the mother over here was was saying, um, you know, he, he doesn't talk to people. He doesn't go out. He doesn't do things. And I, and, and, you know, listening, I said, that's because you haven't told him and he doesn't know that he can go to war. You haven't told him he's supposed to fight. You've 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 coddled him. You've instructed him. You've trained him to follow rules, to obey, to not fight, to not contest, to not challenge, to not rival, to not war. You've taken his power and you've made him obey in a stupid society that sucks. And she's like, whoa, you know, all he does is play video games. And I was like, what are the video games about? And she's like, well, he just builds these empires and like fights people i was like that's right <laughs> it's like the best video games are when you are building a civilization you get the resources you build your own army and you go conquer the other people women can't figure this out because that's what men are supposed to do men are supposed to fight they're supposed to conquer we shape the future of the world through the wombs of our wives when you make a decision you're supposed to be thinking about the ripples generations from now not how it's indulgently gratifying what you want in the moment when you recognize that everything that you do is now in service to that perspective when you are a christian that war is for christ you war the way Christ wars. You fight the way he does, which means you are diligent. The same diligence that you would do to grind, to get your resources, to build your guard towers, to build the walls, to raise the army, to go scout out where the enemy is and smash them in open battle on the video game. You need to be doing the same thing here. Do your diligence, grind, get your wealth, build your capacity, build your skills, your talents, understand who your network is, build that capacity for governance, build your army which are your children and then whenever you give your army your wealth you can go to heaven because to live is christ to die is gain when you believe the gospel you go to heaven and you give your children something better than what you were given which is not an indictment on your parents it's the way that stuff is supposed to go now men have not been told to conquer they haven't been told to fight you need to fight god made you for war god made you for battle the people telling you to follow the rules have effeminate brains. That's not an insult to women. It's an insult to feminism. This idea that everyone needs to be safe, be safe, be safe. No, don't be safe. You need to be for righteousness. You need to stand on truth that will necessarily put you in conflict with God's enemies. Go fight them spiritually. The way that Jesus fights people with wisdom. Remember what the Bible says. 
Proverbs chapter 13, verse 2 through 3. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. You shoot your mouth off, you're going to get slapped in the face. You say righteousness and wisdom and preach the gospel and watch how good God is to you. Watch him bring you good things. And if bad things if bad things happen to you, recognize that is God getting glory through your tribulation. That is God disciplining you and hardening you. And if he calls you home through an act of horribleness, my father died of stage four cancer, had his legs chopped off, his fingers were falling off, and he was in so much pain he could not move. The glory God got in that situation is me hating cancer, me relying fully on God, and my dad now has splendid, infinite glory forever because as soon as he passes over into that life, he is in the presence of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 8, to be absent the bodies, to be present with the Lord. My father endured and persevered which was horrible for the moment, but in that moment there was glory to the fact that whenever he made the decision to pull the trigger and pull the plug on his life support, the thing keeping him alive, he said, well, never died before. I'm telling you, that is a ballsy man. That man was strong. That man was a fighter. Two days before, as my dad is dying in the hospital bed, the doctor comes up to him and says, well, we can make things we can certainly make things comfortable for you. And my dad, not but 95 pounds, couldn't even roll over, could barely scratch his face with his fingers that were falling off. He looks at the doctor and he says, all you can give me is a peaceful death. I want to kill this. What are we doing to kill this? He was a fighter. He was at war. My dad, ooh, mm, I'm so thankful for him. Thank you, Jesus, for my father. Men, you are made for war. You're made for battle. I bring this up. I'm about to play a I'm about to play a video to encourage fathers. Right, this is for the young men who need to go fight. I'm now going to play a video for fathers. After the father video, I'm going to get into the corporate racism because one of the cool things we can do is we can have the diligence and the discipline to know what the law is to go smash freaking tyrants, to go crush them righteously, lawfully peacefully, lovingly, justly. We need to do that. But you need to have a mind that this is warfare. You need to have a mind that this requires discipline, dedication, devotion, diligence. You can't flippantly do this and no offense, you can't leave this for the women. Women need to come along with it because it's true, but this has got to be a battle. This is where the beards and the baritones need to say, thus saith the Lord. Amen. This is the video for the fathers. After this, we'll roll the rock and we'll get right to the corporate racism. Go ahead. Good dad. You're a damn good dad. You work countless hours just to make ends meet. You always provide to make sure your family has everything that they need. Your kids, they look up to you. They see everything that you do each and every day and they're like, man, I want to be just like that guy. And you know why? Because you're like a superhero to them. And on the days that you feel like giving up, you need to remember that everything that you do, you do for them little ones. No matter how hard it may be, or no matter how many times you just want to say, I'm done with this. You're not doing it for yourself, man. You're doing it for your kids. You're doing it for your family. 
You know why? Because you're a damn good dad. And you should never think any difference. I'm proud of you. I want you to be proud of yourself. Give yourself a pat on the back. Because you're doing this. You're doing this every day. Because you're a damn good dad. Look yourself in the mirror tomorrow and tell yourself, I'm a damn good dad. I love you, man. Amen. Amen. Dads, be encouraged. This is war. This is fun. Let's do this thing. All right, I want to get to a corporate racism. Let me get my sketch. Let me get my sketch stuff. We're going to do this again. Before that, let's set the frame. This is, um, where is the thing? There it is. There's the thing. Let's do the screen. Boom. Nope, 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 nope. I need to do doom. There we go. Uh, let me jihad this. So this is America First Legal. I think this is the, um, what's that dude's name? Steven something. Oh, I can't remember his name. The dude is a Trump guy. Is a Trump guy. Anyway, he's doing America First Legal and he's like fighting the government or whatnot. So I'm going to draw distinction between attorneys. Even America First attorneys, right? Because just because someone says they're America First doesn't mean they have American law. This is America First legal system. America First legal slams IBM for racially discriminating against white and Asian Americans. Files federal civil rights complaint. Oh no, a complaint. Burr, 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 right? And it goes on to talk about how America's first legal, it's filed for a federal civil, and don't get me wrong, hey, 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 I, I'm, I'm politically aligned with these people. I'm not trying to throw them under the bus. I'm not trying to attack them for their beliefs. I'm trying to attack them for their knowledge. <laughs> I'm saying that the way that they think about this grants the presumption that it will continue to happen. I don't want it to continue to happen. I want to smash it. So I want to know what the law is instead of going along, going along with this system of law. Let's keep reading. This is December 11th. J. O'Keefe released a recording. Let's play that first and then we'll get back to this. Go ahead. So we take underrepresented and gender. You got to move both forward by a percentage. That leads to a plus on your bonus. By the way, if you lose, you lose part of your bonus. I'm not trying to finesse this. So for blacks, we should try to get towards 13 point something percent. On Hispanics, you got to get into the mid-teens. So let me say it, Asians in the US are not an underrepresented minority in a tech company. James O'Keefe here outside of IBM's corporate headquarters in Armonk, New York. An IBM insider has provided us with an internal video showing the CEO of IBM, Arbin Krishna, using coercion to fire people and take away their bonuses unless they discriminate in the hiring process. Let me go deeper in the red hat. Multiple leaders over the last year plus that were held accountable to the point that they're no longer here at Red Hat because they weren't willing to live up to the standards that we set in this space. This conversation takes place every single day and in a lot of it's behind the scenes they terminated executives that didn't discriminate yet another violation of title 7 yeah title 7 is what i want to talk about because the title 7 of the civil rights act of 1964 you heard o'keefe say it i want to address that real fast and that's what we're going to be doing with the drawing we're going to be we're going to be addressing the civil rights act of 1964 um not like jumping into it and like seeing what it says because I don't really care what it says. You'll see, you will see why when we get there. Uh, I don't really care what their statute says. I don't care 
why they did it. But let's get back to what the attorneys say. So the Patriot attorneys at America First Legal say that this dude, James O'Keefe, released a recording on X of IBM Chief Executive Officer Board Chairman Arvid Krishna, you heard him say. In the recording, Krishna promises to fire, demote, deny bonuses to corporate executives who either fail to meet the corporation's racial, national origin, sex-based hiring quotas, or who hire too many Asian individuals. Right, like, like that's just it. And then he goes on to say, "Here's all the stuff, and here's the recordings, and here's the things they're selling you stuff, which is fine. Hey, you're in commerce, do your thing, and you can sign up at America First Legal if you want to know about what lawyers think about the law. If, however, you want to know what the law says, let's just go to what is written. With that, let's stand with. Let me let me make sure I bring this up. Uh, where is? Because I don't know where where was it? It was New York, right? Where where do they say that it came from? Where's uh, where's where's it at? Go ahead, hold on. So we take underrepresented and corporate headquarters in Armonk, New York, and IBM. Armonk, New York. So let's go. I'll let you guys see this. Actually, let me turn that video off and let's go to New York. I'll just I, I, I'm on the fly now. Let's go to this. Let's go to um, uh, favorites. We'll go to what's it called? State Constitution. Let's go to New York. New York. All right, let's jihad it a little bit, make it bigger. When we come down to Bill of Rights, suffrage, legislature, judiciary, state finances, local finances, local corporations, boom, corporations. Now, I'm assuming, here's what I'm assuming. I'm assuming if the corporate headquarters are in New York, then the corporation was formed by the state of New York. That is my assumption. It could be the case that IBM was formed somewhere else so right now, the assumption I'm making is that it was formed in New York. But let's uh, let's do let's just do IBM. Let's go figure out where IBM was headquartered. Let's do it right here. We'll we'll just show it right here. Uh, let's do boom boom. Okay, IBM. Let's do this. Wikipedia, of course, because that's where everything's are formed. Um, multinational Technology Corporation, headquartered in Armont, New York, is present 175 companies. Right. But I want to know, it was founded in 1911 as the Computing Tabulating Recording Company. All right, well, let's go to the 1911 Computing Tabulating Recording Company. Was a holding company, okay, of manufacturers of record-keeping measuring systems subsequently known as IBM. 1911 financiers and noted trust organizer, father of trust, Charles R. Flint. Ooh, so here we go. Uh, amalgamated stock acquisition for companies, Bunding Manufacturing, International Time Recording Company, Tabulated Machine Company, and a Computing Scale Company of America, creating a fifth company, the Computing Tabulating Recording Company. So this is a one of the fifth companies, right? It was initially located in Indicott, New York, the amalgamated companies of 1,300 employees and manufactured a wide systems of products. Okay, so it is originally in Indicott, New York, so the state of New York. But let's go here. The first time clock was invented, blah, blah, blah. All right, so that's that's it. Was So CTR was later named International Business Man Machines Corporation, which is IBM. So it was initially located in Indicott, New York, right? It was founded June 16, 1911, 112 years ago, right? Okay. All right, so it is a uh, company, it's a corporation. Let's see if we can say, maybe maybe this is gonna be wrong. So it's founded in New York. Let's say 
what type of company is IBM? See, Google's already telling me what I'm going to write. What kind of company was IBM? Yeah, blah, blah, blah. That's not what I really care about. Uh, global data. What we're trying to figure out is, you know, it's a corporation, and it was a corporation started in New York, right? Um, headquarters in New York, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, we don't really care about all that stuff. Um, so it is a uh, financials. No, 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 I don't really care about that. So it's formed in New York. It's a corporation formed in New York. So let's go to the New York Constitution. Article 10, New York Constitution. Article, uh, Article 10, Section 1. Corporations may be formed under general law. General law. Okay, let's stop right there. Where's my dictionary? Let's go to general law. Let's go to our handy dandy camera. Right? There's law. See general law. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. General. 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 General execution, general manager, general lien, general law. Here we go. Here we go. General law. Black's Law Fourth. A law that affects the community at large. A general law as contradistinguished. So it's the opposite. A general law is the opposite of one that is special or local. Is a law that embraces a class of subjects or places and does not omit any subject or place naturally belonging to such class. Okay. A law framed in general terms. What frames in general terms? The Constitution. When the Constitution says general law, the Constitution is speaking about the Constitution. This is self-referential, right? So under general law is the Constitution referring to itself as a general law, okay? So now we go back to our definition. A law framed in general terms restricted to no locality and operating equally upon all groups of objects which have in regard to the purposes of the legislation are distinguished from by characteristics sufficiently marked and important to make them a class by themselves. It is not a special law or local law, but a general law. So you can't make a corporation in the state of New York. Look at this. Article 10, New York Constitution. Corporations may be formed under general law, but shall not be created by special act Ooh, so this is literally the law. This is literally the Constitution in New York saying you can only form corporations under general law, but shall not be created by special act except for municipal purposes, which tells you that municipal corporations are special corporations. Do you see that? So if you form uh, for municipal purposes, forming uh, towns, right? If you're forming towns like the city of New York or the city of Newburgh or the city of Buffalo or the city of Albany, those are, one, corporations, but two, those are exceptional corporations, which means they are outside of what is normal, what is general, which means every other corporation is by general law which means it's by the Constitution. And this is making sense because if we go back to our Constitution, you can go back to local governments, Article 9. 
local governments are talking about the corporations or excuse me the cooperation right to provide these things every local government is itself a special government does that make sense it's a special corporation so if we go back to corporations which is what ibm is you go back to article 10 come on computer come on internet there we go article 10 it says corporations may be formed under general law but shall not be created by special act except for municipal purposes and in cases where in the judgment of the <gasps> the judgment of the legislature wow so the legislature right there has the ability to make a judgment ooh so what's the what's the what's the legislature judging the objects of the corporation cannot be attained under general laws so the legislature can prevent corporations from establishing and being created if they aren't going to be created by the Constitution. Do you see how that follows? We'll draw it out here in a second. All general laws and special acts passed pursuant to this section may be altered from time to time or repealed. This is an open-ended contract that corporations are always going to be in subject to the general law. The judgment of the legislature is the one who decides what is following the general law if it is a corporation. Do you see that? Okay. Dues from corporations will be secured. Okay, so that's if you have to pay to be a member of a corporation. Then you've got saving banks charters, right? General law. Oh, look at that. General law. What I'm looking for is the ability to, oh, look at that. The terms corporations used in this section and section one, two, and three shall be construed to include all association and joint stock companies. Oh, oh, oh. what was IBM? A joint stock company. <laughs> Any of the powers or privileges of corporations not possessed by individuals or partnerships. Doesn't that just distinguish what corporations uh, have that are different from individuals and partnerships? And all corporations have the right to sue and shall be subject to be sued in all courts in like cases as natural persons. Ooh, these people. So this doesn't mean that they have the rights of natural persons. It means they have the right to sue and shall be subject to be sued in all courts like natural persons. So this is not saying that corporations have the same rights as natural persons. Make sure that you are understanding this is saying that corporations for purposes of being sued and, and, and having the right to sue shall be treated like natural persons in the sense that the corporations can recognize that harm has been done them and corporations can do harm. So if corporations can sue like natural persons, corporations can actually go to court like people can go to or like the natural persons can go to court. Uh, now let's see. So there's pub public indebtedness. We don't really want that. There's a public corporation. So see that? See how the Constitution is talking about a public corporation? A public corporation other than a county or city. What does that tell you? That tells you that, pub that county and cities are public corporations. <laughs> like, see how that works? Now what I want to get to is where it's talking about, and I don't know if where it's written or if it's specifically written, but it's, it's talking about corporations, right? Port authorities, limiting of state bonds as a public corporation, blah, blah, blah. So you recognize already right there is that corporations are made by the government. Corporations are under the judgment of the legislature if the corporation is moving according to the general law. 
and the legislature can t- can change from time to time or repeal what that looks like as long as it's in pursuance of the general law, which is the law that affects everybody. So if we're looking at that, we now come back to our camera. We come back to our camera. Where's my this? Come back to our camera. <clears throat> no, I don't want that pen. I want my blue pen. Where's the blue pen? Hold on, let me turn this off. Where's my blue pen? I don't have my blue pen. All right, we'll use the black pen. I don't want to use the black pen. <laughs> Just joking. Oh, there it is. I'm Here's the blue pen. It's right in front of me. Here we go. So the very first thing that we're going to start with is the gospel. Always the gospel. Why? Because it's the only thing that matters. It's the only way you go to heaven. Right? So there's the death. There's the burial. And there's the resurrection. When the rock was rolled away. So you've got the death, the burial, the resurrection. After the death, the burial, resurrection, Jesus comes out and he gives the Great Commission in Matthew 28, 18 through 20. And he says what? He says, go. When Jesus tells you to go, that is him saying, all power in heaven and earth are given to me. Go, therefore. That's the king telling you to go do stuff. Who's he telling people to go do stuff? He's telling his um, his church, his people, right? So this is we the people. We the people are supposed to go, right? Now, when we say this, because our founders were Christian, the founders were Christians, they had a belief that because the death, the burial, the resurrection was true, the power comes from Jesus. Jesus gives us the power. What did he give us? In the law, he gives us rights. Rights equals power of free action. Why does government defend your rights? Because they come from Jesus. And this is how Jesus gives us stuff, rights, which are our property. And we are supposed to use what Jesus gives us in order to obey what Jesus says here, which is to teach all the nations to obey. Because the founders were Christians, they reserved to themselves rights. These rights include life, liberty. They include property. They include speech and all the other things. So need to know your uh, your rights. Then they created a big fat wall, an impenetrable wall. So you're, the people with all political power, all political power, they created the Constitution. So this Constitution, right, then has three branches. The legislative branch, the executive branch, the judicial branch, right? So the people with power from Jesus reserved their rights to themselves, created a wall, and then gave us a express public trust. This express public trust is the legislative, executive, judicial branch. Now, you just saw in Article 10 of the uh, New York Constitution where it can create corporations. This is a power granted to the legislature. So the legislature can write statute that's in pursuance, right? It has to be general law. So that you saw the legislature can write statute that allows it to what? Create entities, create, we'll say corporations for purposes of this. Corporations, right? So the legislature can write statute. That statute allows people or allows things, corporations to exist. These corporations, then yield to IBM. 
right? So now IBM is an entity. What is it doing? It is in commerce. What is one of the powers of the legislature? To regulate commerce. So the, the power granted to the legislature to regulate commerce is how the legislature writes the statute, which allows them to create corporations. The corporation that was, was created in pursuance of that general law, uh, Article 10 of the New York Constitution, is IBM. IBM is therefore regulated in commerce, which means that it has to open its books, open books and records, if the legislature says. Why? Because Article 1, or excuse me, Article 10, Section 1 of the New York Constitution says that the judgment is by the legislature. The judgment's by the legislature. So the legislature created this, which means the legislature controls this. So whenever you've got politicians, individual legislators, they can actually write letters into these entities and say, hey, entities, you guys are harming these people. So now the issue here is that IBM is going to go uh, come up with corporate racism where it's going to say, we don't want Asians, we don't want whites, we don't want whatever. As soon as this entity creates this policy that goes against people's rights, it is acting unlawfully. But you'll see that what we have is you have law schools that teach statute, rules, case law. This is what your attorneys know. So law schools, which themselves in many cases are entities, law schools will generate attorneys. And these attorneys know what? Statute, rules, case law. Statute, rules, case law. Statute, rules, case law. What the attorneys don't argue is rights. Now, why don't attorneys argue this? Because if you went into a court of record, the court of record moves by the common law, and the common law is one that recognizes the rights of man, and no statutes, rules, or case law can abrogate any of the rights. That is Miranda v. Arizona. 1966. So Miranda, Arizona says that when rule where uh, rights secured by the Constitution are involved, rulemaking or legislation, there can be no rulemaking or ad, or legislation that abrogates uh, secured rights. So if you have a right to liberty, right? If you've got a right to liberty, then nothing that these guys do, nothing that these guys do, can go against that. And the way that you secure that is in a court of record, which is coming for, through, through the judicial branch, right? So this is what's going on. But lawyers don't argue this. Lawyers don't go to courts of record. Lawyers will go to a legislative tribunal or an administrative tribunal. And why do they do that? Because this is where they get their money. This is where they sue for money. This is where the money is. Why is this? Because these things are created by the legislature create courts, right? And these judicial branch, right? These courts can then make their own rules. So when they make their own rules, they also make their own case law. So you've got the statutes made by the legislature, the legislature creating courts as entities, and these courts make up their own rules. You have to file a certain way, you have to pay money, you have to do this, you have to do that. The courts also have case law. That's their own system of like, self-feedback loop. 
It's like this judge says this one thing one time, and now the court has to move by the time that judge said that one thing until some other judge says it different. Well, now it creates this own little God entity underneath the legislature, but it's a legislative tribunal, which is what attorneys are taught. So when attorneys sue people, they take them into these courts instead of a court of record. So if this is going on, now you've got IBM. Let's go back to now the federal. Let's go to the U.S. Congress, which is the same frame, but the U.S. Congress wrote a statute. But this statute was what? The Civil Rights Act. Now you heard James O'Keefe say Title Seven of 1964, right? But this is actually not the first Civil Rights Act. You need to go find the first Civil Rights Act and see this. And by the way, all of this is coming from um, learnings and, and wisdom that I've gotten from my mentor in the law, Dave Jose. So you need to go f uh, follow him and the, that kill shot um, uh, jot form notice that's in the description. Uh, He's, he's who teaches me. He's the guy that you need to go do uh, to learn from and sign the jot form that's in the link below. So uh, these guys create the statute of the Civil Rights Act of 1964 in Title VII. Now, what the, what's happening here? What's happening here is that you now have a statute. You have a statute going against a statute. You have a, a, a statute that created a civil right civil right now you notice the civil rights act that created and defined the civil rights comes from the statute which comes from the legislature which comes from the constitution which comes from the people that got their stuff from jesus see jesus gives you your rights and you reserve them to yourself what jesus did not give you jesus did not give you civil rights because civil rights are a freaking hoax made by people in congress so they can write stuff and regulate it here so here, now your civil right is created by the same legislature that created the court that creates its own feedback loop whereby attorneys participate for commerce. This is a commercial enterprise, which is why attorneys form law firms. And what do you think a PLLC is? What do you think a law firm is? Your PLLC and your law firm are entities created to participate in commerce they are regulated they are regulated the same way because they are entities under commerce they are doing this for commercial gain these people are actors participating in commerce using law and when they use law in these courts with these feedback systems this is what's going on so now the Civil Rights Act creates civil rights and now you're going to go get another attorney like the America First legal team to take your money and take uh, and go argue Title VII against this corporate entity. So you see how these are both derivations from the legislature. See how the legislature writes the statute to create the corporation to create IBM. The legislature wrote the statute to create the Civil Rights Act to give you civil rights defined by Title VII. So now these attorneys that are taught by law schools to argue statutes, rules, and case law are going to, for themselves, going to come. Uh, conduct a commercial enterprise in these courts that are not courts of record so they can go get money and while all this is happening these lawyers are getting money and what now it's IBM that's got its corporate racist practices which is motivated by globalism and godlessness right globalism and godlessness godlessness 
right? Globalism and godlessness makes it to where they say, we hate white people, we hate all this other stuff, right? So this corporate racism is the issue. So now it's corporate racism, hiring practices versus Title VII. So now this court is actually hearing statute versus statute. So this court case is now going to hear Title VII versus corporate racism. So you've got a corporate policy versus a statutory permission. All of this is statute. All of this is in-housed in the legislature. This is all the legislature. So you see how your legislators right here are able to influence all this. Now what happens when globalism and godlessness greases the skids of these guys right here? How about whenever these guys create a program to hire judges in order to participate in this? When these guys use money to hire these guys to participate in this, this right here is what you get. 99.99999 repeating percent of the time. This is what you get over and over and over and over again. And what I just showed you, I showed you the... Um, uh, I showed you the America first where to go uh, the um, these guys right here patriots these are Trump people these are Magadonians right these are these are people that love Trump America first what's his name Stephen oh I can't remember the guy's name but this guy loves America he's an America firster but he's a lawyer coming from law school and so lawyers from law school argue what civil rights complaint why are you making a civil rights complaint when civil rights are derivations, they're statutory permissions from the legislature? Why don't you stand on what Jesus gives you? Now, what I would do is I would say, uh, I've got the liberty to be hired, right? I have the right to be hired. And if you discriminate against what Jesus gave me, my white skin, for example, you can't do that. Why can't you do that? Because if Jesus gave me my skin, if Jesus gave me my ethnicity, then that's part of who I am. This is me. This is my person. This is my liberty, right? That's who I am. The Constitution is supposed to defend my liberty. The Constitution, if I, if I go to, if, if I, here, made by Jesus, come to IBM that's created by the legislature, if I go to IBM and IBM's like, well, you're too white, what is IBM doing? IBM is taking their... Uh, their statute, which is really a you know a statute deriva derivation, IBM has their statute, which is really corporate policy, which is ultimately what it's getting at. And this is under the banner of regulated commerce against what? My liberty. The issue is your rights, Christ versus commerce. That's really what we're coming down to. It's your rights from Jesus versus the commerce that's regulated by the government versus the rights that the legislature creates for you versus the corporate policies that the statutes permit as adjudicated and administered by law schools that teach statute rules and case law by attorneys who are there for commercial enterprise. So if you do this and you move here, you can say, listen, folks, uh, the legislature created this corporate entity that has discriminatory policies that actually go against who Jesus made me to be. 
Jesus made Jaron to look like this. This is my skin. I'm white. This is what I look like. And if this corporate entity says, well, we don't really want to hire any white people. I'm sorry, bro, but you're underneath the commercial, uh, you're under commercial regulation by the legislature and the legislature is coming from the constitution, which secures my rights. So you can't make a general law, general law, you can't make general law that goes against me. Now, there will be people that will say, well, what about um, the three-fifths compromise? Or what about slavery? Or what about black people? Or what about all that other kind of stuff? First of all, recognize that whenever people are doing that, they're creating a status. They're looking at the status of the individual. The reason why slavery is wrong is because it treats Jesus' people as though it's property, as though it can be regulated. That's where slavery is wrong. But whenever there's a political status, you can attack that status all day long. You can attack the status all day long. And so if you're in your wrong status, you get attacked all the time. And I argue that's what's happening still today. So whenever you recognize this, you can understand, well, I'm just going to stand on my liberty and, and I'm going to stand on what Jesus gives me instead of what Congress regulates. Now, ultimately, if, this, if these people that incorporated IBM... If they wanted to make a PMA, a private membership association, what, did, what, what is a private membership association? A private membership association is just people gathering together, but instead of creating the government, they just created another association. You can do this by right. And this is what Dave does. Dave creates PMAs. So go to Dave to get your PMA because this PMA is outside of the Constitution. So everything inside the government does not mess with your private membership association. So if this private membership association, you want to say no whites, amen. You could absolutely do that lawfully. If you wanted to say no blacks, you could absolutely do that. This is what the NAACP is. The NAACP, the National Advancement for the Association of Colored People, is absolutely pro-black. I mean, I'm sure they, they probably have some white people that are employed, but it is a private membership association that is for specifically the advancement of black people. This is what NAMBLA is, right? Uh, NAMBLA is the National Association of Man-Boy Love. Man-Boy uh, Man Love Association. So these are a bunch of pedophiles running around saying they want to have sex with kids, but they're a private membership association. So they can say, yeah, we want to do stuff to kids all day long until they do it. Now that's a crime because you can't violate the minor. You can't sodomize the minor. You can't go against the, the minor. The minor can't consent, right? But you can associate and group all day long and say all sorts of wretchedness and vile stuff as a private membership association because the PMA is outside of the constitution. But whenever you are an entity that's created by the legislature, you are controlled by that legislature. So the attorneys that are doing this are taking to these fake courts arguing Title VII. This is just continued foolishness. Why are we doing this? This is where the call to action is for you to go ahead and sign the, um, sign the notice that's, that's the kill shot notice that's linked in the description below. I encourage you to go learn from Dave Jose to take his webinars uh, as I have done because he teaches the fundamental law. We do not have an understanding of the law. 
So we are um, subjected to bad knowledge. And when we have patriots that we that I politically align with, that we can politically agree with, but whenever they have bad understanding, they're, you're going to file a federal civil rights complaint. Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I don't care about no stupid federal civil rights complaint. But if there's a corporate entity that was created from powers pursuant to constitutional provisions, oh yeah, we're going to smash you if you come after my rights. If you violate my rights that come from Jesus, I am absolutely going to smash you. Why? Because the entire government is made to benefit me. And it does not benefit me if one of the dogs that the legislature creates are out attacking my ability to work. If you have by practice your stated public policy is we won't hire you, you are violating my liberty because I have the right to work and you are a created entity by the government, which means you move by general law and the government can't discriminate on what I look like. Period. Can't do it. So if you're a dog created by government and you're biting me, oh, we're going to put that puppy down. <laughs> we're going to smash that puppy in the face. And if any attorney is arguing case law or statute or court proceedings or rules, they need to know who daddy is. And they need to understand very quickly they themselves are commercial actors. They themselves are participating in commerce in a court that's operating under legislative uh, or under statutory jurisdiction. You better watch out. You better watch out. Because when people understand this, when people put all this stuff together... As Dave has, which is where I'm pointing you to go learn and to sign the notice in the description below. When people put this together, this stuff breaks. This stuff breaks the globalism and godlessness that's funding and manipulating the, the bad actors in government. That breaks because people that rose their hand, raised their hand, people that raised their hand and swore an oath to us, they are under subjection to us. They can go to prison for violating our rights. They can go to jail for going against the Constitution. And if you war against the Constitution, that's treason. This is big stuff. This is why I believe it's evangelism. Because it's Christians who recognize to have the diligence of it is written. The world doesn't have that. The world does not have that perspective. Because the world is going to be self-effusive, self-praising, self-worshipping. So the world will not recognize the authority of the law. The world will say, well, how do I interpret that? How do I, how do I manipulate it for me? That's the wrong perspective. You don't learn the fundamental law to get out of paying taxes. You learn the fundamental law to get righteous government. Because we want righteousness. We want Christ's wisdom to rule. We want the nations to obey him. We want people to be uh, believe the gospel, to come to Christ, to live in heaven when they pass. And while they're here, they're shaping generations with wisdom from God that you get in the Bible. That's what Christians want. Which means when we bring the truth of this and the bad actors that have been breaking the law, they see it and they're like, holy crap, and they repent and ask for forgiveness we need to show them grace. Which is why it's got to be Christians. Because there will be people that will agree with everything that I say up until what I just said. And as soon as they go, well, I don't, really, I don't want to really forgive them. No. If they repent and they ask for forgiveness, we need to show them grace. How else do you expect the nations to obey if we don't do it as Christ did it? 
when the sons of thunder wanted to call down fire from heaven because people rejected Jesus, what did he say? He looked at the sons of thunder and he said, you guys don't know what spirit you're working with. You guys want vengeance. You don't want justice. You took offense on how people smacked you in the face and you want to smash them. What you're not doing is not recognizing how is God working through this. God is so good that he could give his only begotten son to offer the invitation vocally, physically, right there. To have those people reject him to his face. And then God's wisdom is to go put Jesus on the cross to kill Jesus when Jesus physically raises from the grave, his apostles then took the gospel everywhere and they were able to do those signs and miracles. I would not doubt for a second that the people who denied Jesus to his face would then see an apostle do marvelous works for them to be like, holy crap, he was right. And then for them to believe. So God's wisdom is such that whenever you get rebuffed or rejected by your enemies right there, that doesn't mean that God isn't using you as someone is watering, someone is planting, but God grants the gain. So the Bible tells us we are supposed to be diligent, we are supposed to be fervent, we are supposed to be blessing other people by doing what Christ wants us to do, which means we might not get what we expect. So every single thing that you're doing, make every thought captive to Christ. If you have the diligence to be it is written, and you've got the boldness to take it to your government servants, which you should, by the way, and they break and they repent and they turn to you and they say, I want to do what you do, you better give them that righteousness. You better give them that repentance. Or excuse me, you better give them that grace. You raise up your soul, you raise up your servants with love and you gain a brother. This is how we build the nation. This is how we restore it. What we don't do is have an entertainment subtext where we come to bad actors in government and say, you did wrong, I'm going to crush you. Because at that point, you're not actually fostering repentance. You're not actually going for their heart because you don't care about their soul. You are only thinking of yourself and how you've been wronged and you don't want, or you, and you just want to smash, which I completely understand. But until enough Christians understand this, God ain't going to move because it has to be his way on his time for his outcome. And if Christians aren't ready to give mercy and grant grace, give grace to people who have done them wrong, do you really think that God's going to move? I mean, honestly, like, do you really think that God's going to move if Christians aren't looking to Jesus ready for righteousness, which includes mercy and grace, which is what Jesus showed us on the cross. That's where people really need to be um, understanding of whose wisdom this is. See, Dave Jose is my teacher. He's my mentor, clearly, friend and my brother. Um, but this is not his wisdom. This is God's. And when you have God's wisdom, you have to use it like Christ would use it. Proverbs 13, verse 2 and 3. A man shall eat good by the fruit of his mouth, but the soul of the transgressors shall eat violence. He that keepeth his mouth keepeth his life, but he that openeth wide his lips shall have destruction. If you're going to say what God says, but not do what God wants... 
do you really keep what God's saying? When this starts to change the world, and the, the Supreme Court's already flipped, when this starts to change and things start moving, you need to be able to follow Jesus and be faithful in all your steps and not just the diligence to know what the law is. That's really the beginning of good government is to know what the law is, to be diligent. But the application of the wisdom is to do it the way that Christ would do it, which includes whenever you're looking at the Hillary Clinton and she's asking for repentance, like legitimately so. She repents, turns, confesses her sins. You give her grace. Because if you can't, you're not ready to do this. You're not ready to actually follow Christ because you're not, um, you don't have a heart for him. Your heart needs to be that every soul needs to be saved. We are here for souls, people. We are here to win souls. We preach the gospel. I believe one of the ways that that is being done right now is through the fundamental law, which is why I include it. But most importantly is the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. He was buried and three days later, he rose physically from the grave. If you believe that, if you put your trust in him for salvation, if you take his name in baptism, if you confess your sins, you recognize that you are an adulterer. You are a murderer. You are a liar. These sins, the same sins I had, these are the ones that will take you to hell. When you believe in Jesus, his blood washes away all of those. All of your past sin, all of your present sin, all of your future sin because he is that good. He is that good. If you continue to follow him, you will grow you will absolutely grow spiritually because he is that good. He will find you anywhere you are. He absolutely will not leave you there because he is good. Believe the gospel, my friends. Folks, if this has blessed you, encouraged you, inspired you, motivated you, put you on a position where you will sign the jot form notice and take it to your local officials, please consider helping a brother out, switching the shopping you're already doing, and moving it over to patriotswitch.com slash Jaren. When you do that, you will join a purchasing club that's vertically integrated, no influence by the godless commies, direct product purchase delivered right to your door. This is the number one way that I get support for doing what I do. So if I've been a blessing, please consider that. It's a, it's a level up. Take the shopping you're already doing and support American manufacturing. If that's not for you or if you want to help more, there is HumbleWB.Coffee, HumbleWB.Coffee. Uh, Lord willing, this weekend we'll be working on some things uh, to roll out. Be thinking, if you want uh, to have me come where you are, be thinking of a place, be thinking of a time, and the only request I would have is help me financially to get there because I need to get there because I don't have the money to just drop on plane tickets to fly places and do stuff. Uh, but HumbleWB.Coffee is a great way to bless. Uh, PatriotSwitch.com. Um, appreciate that. I hope the content was worth it for you. Lord willing, we'll be back tomorrow. Until then, my name is Jaron Jackson. I do love America. Do not quit, especially whenever it's time to go to war.